Hey, good evening. How you guys doing? Let's try this. I'm excited to be here. How about you? All right, all right. Uh, well, thanks for being here on our Christmas Eve Eve service. When we're getting ready for Christmas and we're thinking about what are we going to talk about, how are we going to make the Christmas story a little different than, you know, maybe we've heard it so many times. And a couple weeks ago, I was talking to Matt, who was singing up here, and said, hey, what if we kind of reimagine the story of Christmas uh, with Frozen and thinking of Mary as kind of like Elsa and having to let go of so many things. And tonight, that's what we're going to talk about is, is what do we need to let go of? Maybe there's something you walked in today that you need to let go of. Maybe there's something that you've just been holding on and God is telling you tonight, you can't keep holding on to that. You need to let it go. All right. I'm curious, how many of you are natural planners? How many, raise your hands up. Yeah, you're natural planners. How many of you had all your Christmas shopping done by November 1st? Wow, that's amazing. That is like super planners. How many of you haven't even started Christmas shopping yet, Dad? Okay, you're in trouble, all right? Like two nights, good, good job, Dad. All right, all right. Whether you're a planner or not, whenever life goes in a different direction than you think it will. It can really rattle you. We, we all have those experiences where we're planning something and then some curveball comes out of nowhere and something happens that we can't really anticipate. Maybe you're just walking down the street and all of a sudden out of nowhere you get hit in the face with a snowball. How many of you guys have been there? Maybe not, but I know our friend Elf has been. So go ahead and roll that clip. Ow! Son of a nutcracker! Oh no, these guys are bad news. We better get out of here. You know what? We can take them. Okay, we'll start making as many snowballs as we can. Have you ever felt like that? Like you're just walking down and all of a sudden something out of nowhere smacks you in the face and you're left wondering like what is going on? The good thing is that you aren't alone in that. That everyone in this room has experienced that at some point or another where life was going on and, and things were just going well and you're playing something and out of nowhere you get hit in the face with a snowball. In fact, not only are all of us have been there, but people in God's word in the Bible have experienced that same thing. You know, so often when we hear the story of Christmas and Mary and Joseph, I think we just think of them, you know, on our little wooden or, you know, plastic manger, whatever it might be. And we just think that that's their whole life was just they kind of showed up 
in a nativity scene. But they were real people. They had real plans. And when God showed up to talk to Mary, when the angel showed up, man, it was like getting in the, hit in the face with a snowball. Today we're going to read a little bit of the Christmas story. Uh, if you have your Bibles or your phone, you can follow along. Otherwise, the scriptures will be here behind me on the screen. We're going to start at Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? I'm not married yet. I've never been with a man. And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this in the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing, everyone say nothing, nothing, nothing will be impossible with God. And that Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Would you join me in a word of prayer? God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the story of Mary and Joseph and for sending Jesus. And God, I pray right now that you would be here and not, we would not be distracted by my microphone. <laughs> and God, that uh, we thank you for all your blessings in our life. And uh, we ask, God, that you just be with us these next couple days as we head up to Christmas, God, that you would be the center and the focus, and God, that we would know that nothing is impossible with you. Amen. Well, real quick, maybe if you're taking notes, we like to give you not just some information here at Mosaic, but help you have a life of transformation. And so we encourage you to take notes if you want. If you don't, you don't have to. Uh, but I just want to point out th three things real quick that we can learn from Mary about letting go. Number one, we need to learn to let go of the path. Number one, to let go of the path. See, an angel shows up to Mary and says, you will carry Jesus. And her response, like many of us would be like, how will this be? How are you gonna do this, God? How is this, I'm, I'm a virgin, I've never been with a man, I'm not married yet. How, how is this gonna work? And the angel, as he talks to her, we see Mary transition from this, how is it gonna be, to let it be according to your word. We see in Mary the shift from how's it going to be to let it be. Maybe this, more, this evening you came in with a how's it going to be mindset. You're wondering, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to restore this relationship? You're wondering how it's going to be. But God wants you to change from asking that question of what the path exactly is going to be, how's it going to be, to saying, let it be, according to your word. We need to change from focusing so much on exactly how it's going to happen 
and just trust that God is going to do what he's going to do. But man, that is not easy. I mean, angel shows up and says, Mary, you're going to give birth to God's only son. Like, if that was me, I'd have all kinds of questions like, all right, angel, so like, how exactly is that going to work? Like, I don't understand this, you know? And like, I don't get it, God. And maybe right now, that's, that's where you're at. Maybe God has spoken something over your life. Maybe there's some truth that you are clinging to. Maybe God has promised you will be a parent, and you've been waiting for that. Maybe God has promised that you will find someone to spend your life with, that you will find purpose, that you will find a vocation, a career that is life-giving, not life-taking, and you're just wondering, God, how is this going to be? I think one of the things that we can learn from Mary is to let go of knowing exactly what the path is going to look like and instead say, let it be. God, I trust you. I'm going to be open-handed. I'm going to let it be. Second thing I think we can learn from Mary is we need to let go of the promotion. To let go of the promotion. See, when the angel shows up and tells Mary, she doesn't go all around town talking about it. Instead, she lets God do the work. And as, as we read this in Luke 2, I thought, man, instead of me just reading this whole part, who better than Linus to read this for us? So go ahead and roll that clip. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Man, that's my, that's my favorite. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Mary didn't go around town like saying, you know, like, I, I'm highly favored, everyone. Like, I'm highly favored. Like, she could have started a website, you know, like, I'm giving birth to God.com, right? You know, she could have started, you know, an Instagram, you know, hashtag, you know, bow to the belly, you know, carrying the king, you know, something like that, like, uh, you know, Facebook posts, like, God kicked me today, he's going to be a soccer player. You know, Mary could have just promoted that fact that, man, I'm highly favored, I'm the one carrying God's only son. But what did she do? She trusted God to do the promotion. Instead, she hides out at her cousin's house and keeps things in her heart. And we learn if you read on that as the angels, they showed up at the stable and to visit the manger and Jesus. 
The angels then spread the word all around town. But Mary quietly pondered all these things in her heart. I think one of the things God wants us to learn is that there's a time to promote, to shout out what God is doing, and there's a time to ponder. When God has revealed something to you, there's a time to say, you know what, God, I'm just going to ponder these things in my heart and not go around promoting myself. We need to know the difference. And Mary, Mary knew that difference. She kept those things to herself. Maybe right now you're in a situation where God has been speaking to you. Maybe you're not physically with child, but I believe that every person in this room, that God has put a dream, a purpose inside of you, and God is going to birth that dream, that purpose, at its proper time. God has something for you. And maybe as you seek God and, and, and as, you, as you know, okay, God, you know what? I'm so excited God ha- is gonna have me start this new business and it's gonna blow up. But maybe it's not the time at the end of the year to be like, you know what? God gave me this business idea. You know, hashtag, I'm gonna be a billionaire, you know, and, and like spread it all around town. Maybe it's to hold on to those promises in this season and to just ponder them. I think Mary is a great example of knowing when to promote ourselves and when to ponder. Let God tell the story. Let God raise you up. Trust him for the path. Trust him for the promotion. And number three, Mary had to let go of the process. Mary had to let go of the process. You see, this is all so backward from how it normally would work. Like, how would it normally go? You know, Mary would maybe show up at her Bible study, and there's a cute new guy named Joe teaching. And she's like, man, this guy's really cute and wow, he actually has a job. Like, he's a carpenter. The last guy, like, just played Xbox all day, you know? And, you know, and they start hanging out, and then they meet their parents, and then one night they're sharing some pita and hummus and rice. And, uh, you know, inside the rice there's something sparkly, and Mary sees it, and, oh, it's a ring! You know, and Joseph pops the question, and they, they, they get together, and, and you know, and, and they, they plan their wedding, and then... They get married and they say, you know, let's, let's wait to have kids. You know, that's kind of the normal thing, right? Let's wait to have kids. We want to enjoy couples' life. We want to travel. And then after a while, you know, they're like, okay, are we emotionally secure enough? Is our relationship strong? You know, are, are we ready? You know, are we ready to have, you know, a dog in the family, right? Right? <laughs> Start with that pet first. Like, what, a baby? No way, you know? And then eventually, after a little while, your Mary and Joseph decide to have kids. But God messed up that whole process. God said, no, that's not the way it's going to be. Sometimes God just flips things all out of whack. But Mary had to trust that God knew what he was doing. See, Mary, by being a single, pregnant mom, Man, she's going to be a social outcast. She had to trust God for the process. What's amazing is we never see Mary complaining. She just let go of the process. See, I think religion gives us certain processes. It says, religion says, hey, come to church for a while, learn the lingo, hello, brother, hello, sister, you know, like, bless you. 
You know, all those like words that we have to learn and, you know, and religion says try hard to be a good person and, you know, once you, you try hard enough and, and if you get your life cleaned up enough, maybe then, maybe, God will forgive you. But Jesus, he came and he flipped that process all around. Jesus came in a backward process. Jesus said, it's not about being on your best behavior. It's not about learning the right lingo. It's not about cleaning yourself up. Jesus came to be Emmanuel, God with us. And you need to know that Jesus comes to you right now in the messiest place you've ever been. If life right now is crazy and it seems messy, that's where Jesus shows up. God wants you to know that right now, right in that messy situation, right in the middle of that divorce, right in the middle of that custody battle, right in the middle of that jobless state that you're in, God shows up in the mess, in the dirt. God says, I'm flipping the process. I'm loving you now. You don't need to come back to me. You don't need to clean yourself up. God says, I want to meet with you now. See, if I'm Mary, I'm thinking, man, this doesn't make any sense. The angel said, I'm, I'm giving birth to the one who's in the line of the king of David's. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And he's going to be born in a dirty, messy stable, born in the dirtiest, messiest place possible. But I think that's indicative of why Jesus came. Jesus was born in the dirt and the mess that we would know none of us are too messy. None of us have too much dirt that Jesus can't show up there. I want you to know right in the middle of your mess, in the middle of your dirt, God loves you. He loves you so much. And Jesus comes in the middle of your mess. You don't have to prove yourself. I want to show just one more video clip of just Jesus coming and being born and just what a holy thing that was, but that we are all invited. Go ahead and roll that last clip. Everybody, everybody, listen up. There's this huge guy with two dogs coming after Mary, and if we don't do something now, then the baby's not gonna... Oh, looks like... Looks like you guys handle it. Sweet. Oh, 
The seat taken. Everyone, this is Mary and Joseph. That's their new baby. <laughs> the flock is growing. No, not happening. Don't even think about it. It's okay. Let them in. Look with your eyes. See? He's just a baby. Oh, look at him. Thaddeus, are we good dogs now? Um, uh, 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 I'm sorry, is, is this your stable? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. We've come to honor the new king. I'm sorry. <laughs> king? Where? Uh, what is he talking about? A king? What's his name? His name is Jesus. For Jesus. Gold. Myrrh. Do you guys like frankincense? I never know what to get. Thank you. For the newborn king. We're never going to hear the end of this, are we? And I hope we never do. You know, I think people are going to remember this night. What happened here around this manger will be celebrated for thousands of years. Families will come together and exchange presents and sing carols, all to remember the grace of this moment that we are witnessing right now. <laughs> okay, Deborah. She's back to talking crazy again. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Thank you. I'm gonna invite the band to come on up. How many of you have been in a work situation where there has been some conflicts at work? Raise your hands up. Probably everyone, yeah. Sometimes if you, you have to sit down with a mediator and, and you have, what, what's it called? You're going to work out a conflict resolution. Yeah, some of us have had that, or managers, all right. Conflict resolution. What, what's that mean? Conflict resolution means both parties are kind of talking it out, but really no one's happy, you know? Uh, but see, what, what God... But see, the Bible tells us that God didn't send Jesus just for some kind of conflict resolution. There's a different word that starts with R. It says that God sent Jesus to be the reconciliation. 
for our sins. And reconciliation is very different. It's bringing the balance to zero. How many of you have ever had, any time in your life, credit card debt? Anyone? Yeah, probably a lot of us. And in, sometimes at Christmas that happens a lot where we rack up a big debt and we're shopping and, and the credit card company, because they love us, right, they, they say, oh, hey, you don't have to pay it all off now, right? Because they have our best interest at heart, right? Instead, what do they say? You know, hey, okay, you owe $5,000 from all Christmas. Just send us 100 bucks. And what's that called? That's called the minimum, the minimum payment. Yeah, yeah. See, the story of the Old Testament is that God's people would sacrifice these lambs again and again and again. It was just satisfying the minimum payment. But they still had this balance over them. They were never fully reconciled to God. But see, when Jesus came, you can start playing a little behind me, Curtis. When Jesus came, he didn't just offer the minimum payment. Jesus came to pay off my and your balance, to reconcile us to zero. And Jesus came into the mess, into the dirt, but then he grew up and with courage, he faced the cross so that once and for all we could be reconciled to God, that we could be forgiven, that we can let go of the need to understand how it all works, to promote ourselves, to let go of the process, to let go of the sin, the shame, the guilt that's been holding you back. I invite you to stand with me. How many tonight you would say, you have something that you're holding on to that you need to let go? Raise your hand up. Just, you have something that you need to let go of. How many of you have maybe just some, you're struggling to let go of some feelings towards someone else? How many of you, if someone walked through those front doors and came to this church service and you saw them, you'd get that little funny feeling in your stomach? How many of you? Yeah, me too. What God wants us to do is to let go of that hurt and that bitterness. And tonight you have an opportunity to let go of the way that person has hurt you. They may never come to you and ask for forgiveness, but you can let it go right now and you can extend to them forgiveness. You can let it go because no matter how that person has hurt you, what we did to God is so much worse. And God reconciles to us so that we can reconcile the weary world around us. How do you guys remember the old Christmas carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing? Hark the Herald Angels Sing along. Sing glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sin is reconciled. That's why Jesus came, so that God and sinners could be reconciled. That you may be a dog and have messed up, like from the star, the movie. It doesn't matter. You are welcome. Jesus invites all. 
no matter the color of your skin, no matter your background, no matter all the ways you've messed up, Jesus says, come, you are welcome. I invite you just to close your eyes. If there's anyone here tonight, and maybe it's just one person, and you've been holding on to anger and bitterness and resentment and shame and guilt, and you've been feeling something, and that's the Holy Spirit, and that nudge to say, let it go. If you want to let go tonight and instead receive the free gift of salvation and reconciliation to God, God invites you into his family. He invites you right now to let it go and to receive from him his love and his grace. I'm going to give you the chance to respond just in the count of three. I'm not going to ask you to come forward, go to some room, but I just want to ask you to lift up your hand. Maybe it's just one person tonight. Maybe it's no one. But I believe perhaps God is speaking to you right now. And when we respond physically by raising our hand, by doing something that makes it all that much more real. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you just to raise your hand. If you want to just let it go, be reconciled to God, to come to Jesus. One, God loves you. Two, you'll never be the same. Three, raise your hand up. If you want to receive that free gift of God's salvation. Is there anyone here tonight? I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand in the back. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Mosaic, let's all pray this together as we invite Jesus into our lives. Father, I want to let go. Go ahead and repeat after me. I want to let go I want to receive Jesus. I confess with my mouth. I believe with my heart that Christ is Lord. Receive me into your family. Thank you for your gift of salvation and forgiveness. Amen. God's word says that you will be saved. Can you just give a hand for those who have crossed that line of faith tonight? Thank you, God. Our service is almost done, but as we just, I want us to remind ourselves the reason that Jesus came, to reconcile God and man, to bring peace on earth. And we're going to do that by receiving communion. Some of our ushers are going to be scattered around the room. They're going to be holding the bread and the juice. If you've got kids with you, it's up to you if you'd like them to receive communion or not. Uh, You can take a moment. Just take that bread. You'll dip it in the cup. And then you'll receive communion on your own. Uh, And just a reminder that everyone is welcome at the table. As long as you're willing to remember what Jesus did, that he came to reconcile God and man, to bring our balance sheet to zero. Let's pray. The band's going to sing, and we'll receive communion. God, I thank you. I thank you so much for your free gift of salvation and reconciliation. That it doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter what's been done to us. That all are welcome. All are invited to come bow the knee before Jesus. Thank you. In your name we pray.